we don't know how it would have affected Brett Thorson because he ever punted. Um, <laughs> this guy's like, I got the worst job. I got the worst <laughs> deal of all these Aussie kickers. They're like, hey, mate, we had five punts today. He's like, eight, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 37-20 win over Vanderbilt. We talk about our experiences on Saturday and what stood out to us during the game. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, John. So I got a text from my sister, like right after the opening drive, that she said that uh, we got to open the podcast the same way as just as we predicted. <laughs> just as we predicted. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but other than that, how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, it was good. <laughs> you know, wife's birthday. Um I actually ended up uh, getting a, a free pass all day to watch football on Saturday because she went and did stuff with her friend over in Avalon um, pretty uh, much okay. all day. And the kids were with me. They were playing and having fun. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch football. <laughs> Got it. Get, yeah. into the bar- get into the barrel proof too. <laughs> <laughs> no barrel proof, but that's similar to me because uh... – I had mentioned Ella was in Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, she was acting in it. Lily was running the sound um, for the show. And so Kim went to see it on Saturday. But there were also two showings of it Saturday. So they were gone like all day. Um, so yeah, so I sat at home. And then after when the Georgia game ended, I was like, why didn't I, I was like, I'm sitting there by myself. And I was like, <laughs> why didn't I like see if anyone wanted to come over? <laughs> hang out? So I texted a buddy. <laughs> You're just hanging out with that epic setup all by yourself. I know. I know. I Well, I was like, you know, uh, people probably, I was probably in one of those moods where people didn't really want to be around me because I was stressing out about our game. Um, <laughs> not like stressing like I thought we were going to lose, but you know like, how what one the, can, What the heck is going on? Yeah. You know how one can get. Uh, but so then my buddy came over and we sat and watched uh, Oregon and, and Washington and just, you know, watched the the late afternoon games. So it was a good day. Good day of football. It was a good day. Started the weather started to turn. Like I, we we kind of got to the point today where we were like, do we want to start a fire? Eh, I yeah, quite cold enough yet. It was definitely cold enough here. Um, last night I did I did finish the day out with a fire on the porch. So I lit a fire at the end of Oregon, Washington, and then uh had that going. It, and it actually like, the swirling winds made their way to Concord, North Carolina. <laughs> So it ended up getting like too windy and, and cold. So it came inside and had to, had to shut it all down. Dude, that's definitely a topic of conversation is the swirling winds for, for the Vanderbilt game, because you definitely saw the swirling winds had an impact. Matter of fact, I think uh, at some point the, uh, I, so I, I was, I, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but like I missed part of the fourth quarter because I had to go take my daughter for to work, like hashtag teenager problems. Um, but, uh, but I remember Scott Howard saying on the radio that he wasn't sure what was going on with the wind because the American flag that was on display in the, like in the stadium, they had like 
you know, they had the scoreboard and then just to the side of the scoreboard was the American flag, which number one, I thought was kind of strange, but yeah, it is what it is. But the American flag was like gone. And so he, I guess, I don't know if it like blew, blew down or what, <laughs> but he said that that was his, uh, th- that, that was his bearing for, for how bad the wind was. Cause it was whipping around all day. And then I guess that, uh, he didn't have that anymore. So he was like, I'm not really sure what's going on with the wind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say there were two things that we undervalued in their preview, John, one was the swirling winds. And then two was the construction. I feel like we didn't talk enough about the construction. Like that was absolutely insane. And I mean, you could see the wind because the scoreboard was like blowing in the wind because it was like hanging from a crane or something. (laughs) I took a picture of it and sent it to my brother-in-law who works in construction. I was like, the cranes! Because the the way that those guys in the construction business, they operate, like they they look at those things because they're like, they're like thousands of dollars per day. Now those are not quite as big as like the the big big the big daddy cranes, but like they're still cranes. Yeah, uh, the whole thing was crazy. I had I was getting texts. Uh, our, our friend Kelly was at the game with her husband and sister and, and some friends, and she she texted me pictures of the construction and everything. I mean, it was just it was absolutely nuts. Uh, the the tweet went viral like ahead of the. I don't know if viral is right, but I saw someone posted like, it's going to be weird tailgating next to our locker room because the Georgia locker room was like in the parking lot in the tent. Yeah, dude. yeah that was crazy. That was definitely crazy. Yeah. Like so, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, I, I guess it just kind of leads me to like, I feel like, um, like we joke about like kick these guys out of the SEC and stuff. Like, like they're like, they're not serious. Like they are just not a serious, serious organization when it comes to well, football. Maybe they're they're trying to catch up to being serious because apparently uh, like what they're adding to their stadium is going to be a good thing in the long run. Although, what SEC team, it, what respectable SEC team, like makes adjustments to their stadium and reduces the capacity? Right, yeah. and that and has it where you can't like that you have all this going on in the middle of the game. I mean, the cameramen yeah. were the cameramen are wearing hard hats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like, and I don't know how much of it was that we got the noon broadcast on CBS versus like the cameraman were on again, like on cranes and like in hard hats. Cause like it felt very uh, like Jefferson pilot ish on TV. <laughs> uh, like the camera angles were off, like guys would be running with the ball and the camera wouldn't quite follow him. But I like in the cameraman's defense, like he probably like thought he was going to maybe fall at any moment and is wearing a hard hat and a construction <laughs> vest. <laughs> right, right, right. So I'll give him a pass. Like that, um, and like you know, the grass turf, right? Like that was a factor, or the non grass, the artificial turf. Sorry, like everyone was slipping around, slipping and sliding like crazy. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I texted the thread about that. I was like, why is everybody slipping and sliding? Like, I feel like that, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I have, you know, it's interesting that uh, we say that, but we had conversations with um, when Carter was playing soccer you know, at the high levels or whatever, like Mm -hmm. they would actually talk to the players about what cleats to wear. Like there's, there's turf cleats and then there's cleats. Right. So like, I I don't know which would have been better in that situation, but like, I don't know, Uh, maybe it's the construction. I I don't know, man, but there is definitely an inordinate amount of folks that were slipping and sliding all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Construction, weird, no, no grass. Um, But yeah, I, and I, I imagine the construction and like the stadium basically kind of sort of being open-ended right now on both ends because of the construction, I'm sure made the wind even worse. Right. You know, 
Um, cause I know like Kirby said post game, like we basically decided not to attempt field goals in that one end zone where it was so bad. Um, which is the direction where I think that, that they missed one short. That wasn't even a super long field goal, but the wind was so crazy. The field goal was short. That was, that was kind of nuts. Interesting. I didn't um, hear that. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear him say that. Cause, cause yeah. it, it was a pretty big payday. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It didn't affect payday. I mean, yeah, he was, dude, he, he, uh, he was money. Yeah. He, he was awesome. Um, uh, we don't know how it would have affected Brett Thorson because he ever punted. Um, <laughs> you guys like, I got the worst job. I got the worst <laughs> deal of all these Aussie kickers. They're like, Hey mate, we had five punts today. He's like, eight, <laughs> <"Hey>, you guys. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like the, what the, uh, you know, their guy, their Aussie punter definitely was, a was affected by it. So, um, cause he, uh, he did not live up to his billing. Um, but again, I'll give him a pass with the swirling wins. <laughs> Carson Beck hates Australians. <laughs> For sure. Obviously. Uh, well, I don't know. How do you want to, I mean, I guess the, I mean, the number one thing of the game is Brock Bowers went down. I yeah. mean, how, how long will he be out? You know, um, did your heart sink? I mean, my heart like sank when he, when he pounded his hand on the turf, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I, I mean, here, here's, here's, I feel like what happened is, is that he tried, I mean, maybe he was mad at himself for trying to do too much. I don't know. Like maybe he was just mad because he, he felt something. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever hurt your ankle like that, but like, there's a couple of different things that have happened to me. Cause I have uh, us Powell's have notoriously weak ankles. I know, I know the wood clan struggles with the turf toe, but we we Uh, have weak weak ankles okay Uh, i don't know what it is me carter carly uh, my wife uh uh, so far caroline and camden haven't haven't had to do anything but every one of us has had problems with ankles but anyway um there's a couple of things that have happened to me in the past so one i I rolled my ankle to a point where like it popped Mm -hmm. um and i tore some ligaments in it and had to like basically keep it stabilized for you know, three, four months or whatever. Yeah. And then even after that, it's, it's happened to me again, where that, that popping noise has happened, but like, I didn't require, I, I don't know what it was. So like, it could be a number of things. Maybe it's just something that he re-aggravated and yeah. he thought, cause I, that, that, that was something that I thought one of the times that I hurt my ankle was that I was just, oh man, this is going to be another six months out. Like can't walk, do anything or whatever. I have to do PT, all that crap. Yeah, uh, but it ended up being fine. So I hope for Mister Mister Bowers for Brocktoberfest uh, celebrators that um, yeah, it's it's not a huge deal. And judging by the way that he was walking when he left, and the fact that if you saw the picture where he had a crutch and he had that like what I would say is like not the air cast, the mini boot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's more so to keep it just stabilized. So that seems like it would be on the, it seems like it would be on the realm of the, not as bad as it probably could have been, which, you know, either way, like that's going to be one of those things. Cause once you hurt your ankle and you, if you hurt it bad, like, yeah, that's a, that's an injury that is going to make it much easier for it to happen again, because it it happens a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember you the last time you injured it, I think, was like after we had started the podcast and you guys were about to go out, out on vacation. Yeah. We weren't sure if you're gonna be able to go. I remember that. Yeah. I remember you sent me a picture because it was quite swollen. <laughs> yeah, it was super swollen. I don't know what it was, but it ended up not being that bad because I was walking around. Yeah. You know, within 
without any problem within a week or so. So yeah. Um, yeah. I took it easy for a couple of days, but like I wouldn't have been running like within a week. So like the week off, but then within two weeks, I was kind of back to normal. So like I'm hoping for him if it was like me where you thought you think something happened because in that situation, like I heard I heard a pop and yeah. it was an audible like but it ended up being fine. Now, in the past, I heard a it popped and it wasn't like a pop. It sounded like a gunshot went off when your ligament snapped down there. Um, right. Now, hopefully he didn't he didn't hear that because that was a much more serious situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess now we just we await the MRI. I know they said the x-rays were negative. So we'll await the MRI results and then we'll go we'll go from there. But, I mean, it's at this point, like, do we get like a group package on the tightrope surgery or whatever? I did. I was asking around. I was like, what? <laughs> so first off, the way Kirby said it going into halftime, he was like, he it's his ankle on the bottom of his foot. I was like, I don't think <laughs> the ankle's on. <laughs> he sprained the bottom of his foot or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm pretty sure that your ankle isn't on the bottom of your foot. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but that's my understanding. Uh, I mean, it just didn't look, it didn't look menacing if that makes sense like it did he just, just kind of got wrapped up with the tackler i feel like yeah like, yeah i agree nothing jumped out on the replay that we were like oh you know that it looked bad so um, there's also an element of maybe he punched the ground and this is something i thought about was like maybe he punched the ground because he was mad because he knew that like he just wants he wa- he wants to compete he wants to win and he wants yeah. to you know be a, an impact player and you know, selfishly, I think that there's an element that maybe he he wants that award. You know, he wants the Heisman hype, and yeah, unfortunately, when you get hurt, it, it puts a damper on uh, any hopes in that regard. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, I mean, to me, the next biggest story of the game was the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I actually I meant to do something, and I apologize for not doing it ahead of time, John. I want to go back and see how Scott Howard called that call, like when Van oh, Pran, nice. when Van Pran uh fumbles I, oh, I guess fumbled exchange with beck van pran picks it up and uh i mean r- rumbles <laughs> for however many yards he does i mean there was a spin move there was a hurdle kind of sort of uh right we picked the ball it was amazing so he like love to see it. it he palmed it it was pretty impressive it's pretty athletic i wasn't um, quite sure like if he like there, there was like a brief hesitation i don't know if he just couldn't see the ball or if he was like am, am i allowed to pick this up <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, ah, I'm picking up. It was 100% straight out of Little Giants. It was amazing. So yeah, I, I feel like Graham, Graham and I were on the same page. Like, was that a fumble, Ruski? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was crazy. But you know, and that the I mean, ironically, that's kind of I guess you could say what got the offense going. I mean, because at that point we were down seven nothing. We'd already turned the ball over once um, with the sack fumble. And um, that led to the first down conversion. It was a first down conversion. It was like a third and two. Yeah. Um, And then we ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. So our first touchdown to tie the game. So I don't know, kind of jumpstarted us, I guess, kind of maybe snapped us out of it. It Definitely uh, felt like um, we were sleepwalking early in the game. Yeah. Nooners, Nooners in in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. The 11 Uh, a.m. local kick. Yeah, exactly. And you're Uh, in front of like 20,000 fans. I mean, you know. It's kind of weird. Uh, and, and you're and you're dressing in the parking lot, like you can mm-hmm. hear people saying, "Like I've got a hot dog over here for you," you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, maybe we're just going to be streaky here. Like, it's obviously another away game. We struggled against Auburn. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the you know looking ahead, you know, Tennessee game, 
Jacksonville, I guess, would, would be kind of in that, you know, away game, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, vein. But um, I don't know. At this point, I'm just, you know what? We won. We won by two scores. I'm good to go. I mean, I think Kirby said it best in his press conference. He said, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for winning on the road in the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, you saw teams struggle. I mean, I mean, Alabama got all they could handle from Arkansas. Yeah, dude. Uh, another another Nick Saban like meltdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. What where does the world coming to? I mean, yeah. You saw Prime, you know, Prime took oh a <laughs> took a big big fat L um, on a, on a significantly lesser team. Uh, I don't care what you say. Um, let's see who else. Who else? Which, which led to an amazing Saturday Night Live uh, weekend update. <laughs> by the way oh man Keenan highly recommend keenan thompson man the kids come that guy's come a long way since mighty ducks <laughs> but well, that was a really funny skit it was with, good uh, with dion and it, it basically underscores what how i feel <laughs> yeah yeah it was good it was good but yeah man crazy things are happening around the country um it, and it's one of those things where like like I, like I said, like I was being crazy and being frustrated during the game and doing my fan thing. But then it's like, I think we were texting even like at halftime, right? In the first half, I think we were texting with coach and we're like, Carson looks a little off. And it's like, I think at halftime, it was like, it was like, he's like 18 of 20 or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he was 17 of 20. Oh man. And we're like, well, okay. Yeah. But that one pass, like he missed that one pass. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, realistically, uh, like he should have been twenty for twenty because yeah, yeah, two of his passes, like he had, he had guys. Um, one was a drop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the Aryan drop. What there, there was? Yeah, I think the the frustrating one was the one that made everyone frustrated was the deep deep shot. Oh, it was like what thirty five forty yards to Rosemi, and that's he continues to miss that pass down the seam when it happens early in the game. So you yeah. need to work on that. Maybe you can work on that in the bye week. Yeah, I mean, if anybody, uh, I gave, I gave, I gave Prime a hard time for like you know the execution and all that stuff. Like at some point, like when you lose a twenty nine point lead, you gotta that's on that's on coaching. But like people were saying, like oh yeah, no, the players got to execute. That's definitely a situation that's not on the coaching. It's a hundred percent the players executing because Bobo. And if for this goes out to all the Bobo haters out there, like if you are still hating on Bobo uh, for how he runs the offense, like you, you seriously have got to get another, get another day job or whatever. Cause I mean, he's, he's, he's putting together a heck of a season, man. He's got a quarterback that's up there, uh, you know, for the Heisman candidacy. Um, he's, he's putting up yards, he's putting up points. And he, and more importantly, like there's frankly, like there's, there's yards and points that have been left on the field because his quarterback and his players can't execute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, again, it's like you, you, you nitpick and then you look at the stats. It's like, oh my gosh, we had 552 yards Yeah, <laughs> in this game. Like it's one of those things where like it, it didn't feel like it somehow, but, um, and I know you like to talk about the win probability. Like it was kind of like a straight line almost. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest, the lowest point of the game uh, for Georgia from a win probability standpoint, ninety three point four percent. Okay, this was in the first quarter, ten ten twenty two in the first quarter. Um, Vanderbilt was winning seven to nothing. Okay, yeah, I and mean, I, be- I believe that that was. Uh, I don't know if that was right after the fumble or not because I 
feel like that Vanderbilt scored. We came in. So it had to have been pretty close. Yeah, because the play before that, yeah, I think that that was right after. I think that, I think that, makes that was right after, right after the, the Beck fumble. We, had a, we still had a 93.4% win probability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there were some really good offensive plays. Like, I know I we had talked about, like, what, what kind of playbook are you going to see? You know, that kind of stuff. I will say, like, the touchdown pass to Dominic Lovett was pretty awesome. The way he went into motion. I'm like stopped, actually slipped a little bit <laughs> turf again. Yeah. Uh, but then you know was able to get back up and was just wide open. Um, that was a that was a great play design by Bobo. I I love that. So I'm which, sure I'm sure we'll see that again at some point. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Which I mean, uh, I think that that was you know love it was the leading receiver in this game. Nine catches, seventy two yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know a lot of more lateral type stuff. We continue to kind of run those like lateral screen type things in, but he takes it and gets it upfield. So um, he did that. And then second leading receiver was lad. So, which he, I think they se- seem to recall. He like rested a bunch in the second half. He was out for a while. He eventually came back, but mm-hmm. I guess the, with the back still bothering him a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be something with his back, right? So not really sure what's going on there, but yeah, I, Need to get him up to up to game speed to be a hundred percent. So, yeah, I definitely like the uh, on the long pass to him early. I I think I tweeted like McConkey got back on his donkey. Scott Howard probably. So <laughs> need to hear that I call mean, too. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of these these transfer guys because uh, you know love it and Rara like those kids look good. Man, we got Dylan Bell out there. Um, and then you got Marcus Rosby, Jack Saint, which, you know, he had a big game. It's like, it's kind of like choose your own adventure on which receiver you want to have a big day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, uh, I would agree. I mean, it is, uh, if you look at like on the season, it's actually kind of funny. So Brock, obviously leading receiver, um, yardage wise, mm-hmm. but it goes Brock, then love it, then rah, rah. And then, uh, but actually actually not right. I'm filtering wrong. No, it is Brock and then it's Rosemary. But then after that, then it is uh, Love It and Ra Ra. So, I mean, I believe I, didn't, I haven't checked after this last couple of games, but like I, leading up to the Kentucky game, you know, we were looking at some, I was looking at some numbers, just look, trying to figure out like what's going on with the receiver core and like why everybody's like, oh, Georgia's a, you know, they, they all, all they do is throw their tight ends, which you <clears> know, <throat> is, is certainly true. Like there's, there's a lot of opportunities that are going to to Brock Bowers because he's a once in a generation talent, right? But yeah. like overall, like we've we've thrown to 19 different receivers. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely plays out there for for everyone else. It's just that you got this guy that's like a once in a generation. I mean, it's kind of like who was the backup for Herschel, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just not a lot of opportunities behind that. (laughs) Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Um, I guess the only other thing I'd call out on offense, um, it was, uh, well, I guess a couple of things, but it was good to see Kendall Milton back early until he got hurt (laughs) and was out. Um, But I know Kirby said like his MCL tightened up is what he said. So we saw he had a knee brace on the sideline. So I don't know how long, if he'll be out at all. Maybe if it was just tightening up, maybe he's fine. It was precautionary. Was it the same knee? Yes, it was the same knee. Was it? They said it was that his MCL tightened up, the one that he had already had injured earlier before. 
Um, but when he was in there, he looked, I don't know, that was the best he had, was the best he had looked all season, um, uh, making guys miss running through guys that his touchdown run. I loved, it was a short run, but got his pads low and ran through that guy. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I guess the only, the other thing I was going to point out though, was what, what we were looking at, um, right before we hit record, which was, you know, the hustle play, I think it's a way to win your team over, um, mm-hmm. as if it hadn't already happened, but you throw an interception and then you hustle like Carson Beck did and just lay your body on the line. <laughs> And and truck the linebacker who's intercepted your pass. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I think that people were talking about how um, people were talking about how the guy that uh, or one one of the first one of the first interceptions that Carson Beck had as a as a starter or whatever. There was an interception. It was a pick six, and I guess that he was he was kind of lackadaisical in pursuit of of the pick six. And Kirby Smart chewed him out after mm-hmm. after the pick six. I don't, I don't distinctly remember this. Do you remember this play? But like, I know what it was. I know exactly what it was. So it was that UAB game in 2021, the game that we thought Beck was going to start because right. JT was hurt. And then um, Stetson started. When Carson did come into that game, eventually he threw a pick six. That's what yep. that was. And then I guess Kirby chewed him out afterwards. Um, and then it just, it just underscores that that, that coaching, <laughs> that coaching lesson took, he took heart to that because yeah. He pursued him down to the one yard line and, yeah. you know, ended up knocking out their best defender. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I mean, he, he not laid out, dir- not in any dirty way, but like, no, just, no, that's just, that's just the way the cookie crumbles when you're playing football. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you watch it, you can see, you know, I think that guy thought he had a free run to the end zone, but you can, you can see on the angle from the end zone, like where he sees, he sees Beck coming and kind of hesitates. He's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my God. where'd this guy come from? <laughs> Oh uh, man, yeah. Missile. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure it was the best uh, form tackling form that Carson used, but hey, it was effective. Yeah. It worked. I would say, I would say that had he not like tried to stutter step and like get around Beck, and had he just kept going straight, yeah. I, I think Beck might have been in for a targeting call. Right at had he actually like continued his path forward. Yeah, which would have been unfortunate. He already got a holding earlier in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Beck. Uh, oh man. man yeah it was, dude. It was a weird I mean, game dude it was such a weird it was game so weird it was so weird we we had a muffed a muff punt which good gosh yeah was, we gotta we gotta get we gotta work on the we gotta work on the receiving game like the the, the punt return game because he's made some some questionable mistakes i guess that we should say that he is the unofficial official wide receiver of my gonna podcast not necessarily the punt return <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I need him. I need him. I need him to step it up. Hey, it was this. It was the swirling winds, John. It was it the was swirling, the swirling winds. winds. I'll, I'll give him. That. I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I did. I think I did give him that out. You did. That. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What All right. Else? What else from this game? Oh, I'll give you another. Uh, how about we? Um, all right. So we had fumbles. Yeah. We had interceptions. Um. We had another thing that, that was negative, and then we'll kind of pivot it to talk about some some positive things that I saw. Uh, unless you have some other negatives, I'm I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm out of negatives. I can we can keep going. Uh, Tyke Smith looked completely lost at the beginning of the game to the point where I think mm. Kirby was giving him a little lecture on the sideline after some of the some of his play because there was one play where he got juked out of his shoes by the running back, and then I think almost on like the, pretty much the next play after that. Um, he he went with a, a receiver long, and I believe that the play call was for him to cut inside. 
um, to to basically follow anybody that goes inside. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what. And he, and he left the guy wide open, and it pretty much almost cost us t- a, a touchdown. It was that you know that was the that was the that first was the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, 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 it was a touchdown. Yeah, and I you know I think we were texting. I was like, well, somebody messed up. Like I'm not really sure who it was, but uh, Kirby's sideline reaction I think tells us that uh, that it was Tyke. So yeah. yeah, I it was just a rough start. Yeah, rough start all I mean, around everywhere. It was, it was a perfect. It was a perfect underscore for the entirety of the day. It was just a, a slow start, but then he basically turned it on later on because you know he had a couple interception. He had um, he had some big plays. He had some big plays. Yeah, he had like three big plays. Like he had like two huge tackles, and then the interception were like back to back to back right there late mm-hmm. in the first half. So and then to be able to convert that and get that turn those into points, you know, right before the half. Um, and Kirby talked about that. That's another thing he talked about was like winning the middle eight. So the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half mm-hmm. um, talked about that. We, we really controlled the middle eight of the game and kind of turned it there. So, which I mean, agreed, agreed. Um, and then it, it, it felt like in the second half, it was kind of like, let's just get the game over and, and get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we had a Kirby death march to open the third quarter. Basically, <laughs> it was like an eight minute, yeah, eight minute drive or something like that. Yeah. Although I think that uh, some of us were probably like taken aback by his statements, like that we can't have fourteen and fifteen play drives or something like that. Yeah, it's like, who are you? Are you Kirby Smart? Who, who are you? You better, <laughs> you better get out of here. Kirby Smart's going to be coming along here any minute now. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, that was kind of a weird statement from, coming from him, weird. but. It was definitely but, weird. I'll, and I'll say this, uh, our friend, our, our dear, dear friend, dear friend of the podcast, Stacey Cyril's had a great game on the offensive line, I felt like, because mm-hmm. I think that like any of the woes that we had on on offense, if you could say that we had any woes, were not related to the offensive line. Yeah, they played, they played well, even with, uh, with trust going down. So it was another, yet another ankle sprain um, during the game. But yeah, they look good. They look good. He had all day to throw. Carson did had he had all day to throw, and the backs had the backs had some lanes to run through. So, I mean, hey, Dejon Edwards, you know, game of the season uh, for him, season high. Um, The the long run uh, sprung by by one by the good lad. Uh, He kind of did that clear out block to spring him. Um, It was a good day for Dejon. Yeah, it was. I I, I thought he was going to bust a a really long one because. That's one of the things that I feel like one of the announcers in the previous game had mentioned. It's like, he's not going to bust a long one on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not going to be a home run threat. Right, right. Yeah, come on, guys. Bang. Got him. <laughs> All right, well, why uh, don't... Let's see. Oh, so, so those are those are the... Let's see, what, what else? There was, we had the payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What was some other positive? I feel like I'm missing something on, on my notes. I'll, I'll come back to it. On your positives? My positives, yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we? I, I will say I uh, take a minute to gather gather your thoughts, and we can just remind folks that uh, the season four of My Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. I, I I actually got out a uh, tweeted out a pic, you know, time to watch the dogs with my watch, uh, sitting on the porch b- before the game. Um, you know, wore it through the day again. Kind of allows me to focus on the game a little bit. I'm not getting my. Uh, all my alerts on my watch, um, unless we focus. So I really do enjoy wearing my Oxia timepiece on game day. Uh, but so, you know, Oxia time is a custom Swiss watch company. Uh, they got the 2021 and 2022 
Georgia National Championship Collection. And definitely right now, definitely head over to Classic City Collective. Uh, they've got 25 of each watch uh, that you can purchase with a special uh, presentation box that is signed by Kirby Smart. So head on over to ClassicCityCollective.com to check those out. Um, and then also, as always, you can go to oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. So thanks to Oxiatime again for presenting, uh, being the presenting sponsor for season four. Amen. Um, in case you still haven't thought of it, I will say one other thing that was, this was not like a anything game related, but something that was kind of cool. The eclipse that happened and they showed that on TV from the game. That was kind of crazy. I don't know if, if did you, did you see that? They had a shot. There was a solar eclipse during the game. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't realize I did, I did not have that in my game notes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It was on the broadcast. It was pretty cool. So I was dying when it happened laughing because, you know, I mentioned Ella and Lily were at little shop of horse and like, that's how the plant arrives is during a total eclipse. <laughs> is it so really? that, yeah. That's in the plot of, of little shop of horrors. That's when the, the plant arrives in the that's story. Funny. I don't so, remember that, but that's funny. Yeah. So at any rate, that was kind of, ironic i laughed about that oh there it is i feel like i remember this picture but i guess i didn't really think anything of it yeah it was pretty cool you'll see that it was only 14 7 because there's that period i missed the game so i wasn't sure <laughs> if it happened like during the game yeah it's pretty early i think you would have still been around yeah but it appears to have been right basically at the start of the second half okay okay so maybe it was um or, I don't no, know. second second quarter sorry okay okay i guess my my other game that i had like just with the defense and this is not, this is not going to positive, but like, should we be worried about the defense? Like, I feel like everyone has been picking on the offense and Bobo and such, but I'm not sure that's where we should focus our, I definitely feel like we shouldn't be focusing any negative stuff on the offense. I feel like it's been pretty good. Um, What do you think? Focusing the negatives on Bobo? No. No, 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 no. I'm saying people are doing that, but I feel like it's misplaced. Yeah, my, yeah, for sure. My, my question is, do we need to worry about the about the defense? Should we be worried about the Georgia defense? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. It's just like it's just like my my issues with the offensive line, right? So the offensive line was able to get push and that's 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 the consistency that I've seen. They get get a get a good push and they're able to get a a decent pass, you know, protection, right? Well, mm-hmm. the flip side of that on the defense is that you got to get to the quarterback, which they eventually did. And I feel like this happened with Kentucky too. Like we eventually started getting to the quarterback, but by that point, the game was already in hand. What I'm looking for is getting to the quarterback earlier in the games. Yeah. Figure, figuring out ways, scheme, whatever it is to get guys out there. Now I'll say this. It feels like that the coaching staff has kind of arrived at, you know, some, some dudes that I feel like that they're ready to run with. Mm-hmm. So Christian Miller, CJ, CJ Miller, I think his name is. Yeah, um, Kristen Miller. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's, I feel like he had a nice little coming out party in, in this game. Um, yeah. There were some guys that were out there that I felt like that, you know, we hadn't really seen a whole lot of, like, was, was Chaz, like, was Chaz a big factor in this game? I mean, he was out there, but I feel like we saw, we saw Marvin Jones Jr. come in a lot earlier right. than we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of stuff Marvin Jones Jr. coming in. Like that's, you know, th- those aren't names that we've, we've heard a whole lot of about, um, at, at least the snap, maybe it's just my feeling, right. I don't, I don't know what the snap counts look like. I just feel like that we were asking those questions earlier. Like at some point you got to let the young kids come in and, and, and play and they did. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's a contributing factor to the manufactured, uh, adversity, right? Like, 
they're, they're letting <laughs> these kids get groomed, you know, those kinds of things. So yeah, I'm serious, dude. Like I, I, I it's my, it's my UGA conspiracy theory that they're trying to figure out ways to like knock these kids down. Yeah. Uh, because they, they're, they're coming off of the back-to-back national championships. They gave them a glimpse of it last week with a complete beatdown and dismantling of Kentucky. And then all of a sudden they come back to Vanderbilt and it's like, really, is it the, is it the same team? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it just feels like that things were just, a, just different enough to where they just made, th- made it a little bit more harder than it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the luster or the, I guess the anger from uh, the 2020 game cancellation has finally worn off. I guess that's all. <laughs> Clearly, that yeah. was a difference. <laughs> yeah, their, their first, their first touchdown since what, 2019 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 18. Like, yeah, they had done, uh, they had made field goals, I guess, in 18 and 19. But yeah, 18 was the last, the last touchdown. That's which is, which is crazy to think about. Crazy. So, but, and and it had to, and it had to happen on uh, blown coverage. Yep. Blown coverage. Um, I feel like it's. I feel I I, I had some mess ups like. I definitely wouldn't change clothes in the first quarter. Um, change my hat. Um, and then uh, you know, John, I think the real problem, I did we didn't tweet out using the official hashtag. Because <laughs> we did that during Kentucky game, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we gotta remember that. We gotta remember that. It's our vault, guys. And Jim wore a shirt that like what was what was the what was the was, bad juju? It was the hat, and my hat was bad oh, juju. Hat, I'm, hat. I'm never never wearing that hat again. Never wearing that. No, I mean, I'll wear it again, but I'm never going to wear it during a Georgia athletic event. Every game, yeah. And I'll say that uh, for a large portion, well, actually, it ended up being the whole game. Um, I did my pre-run like just before kickoff, right? Yeah. Because um, we had the early kick. And yeah. um, my wife was like, never seen you wear that for a Georgia game before. I was like, yeah, I, I think we're going to, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said with that. I was like, "Hey, maybe with this Vanderbilt game, I can knock the bad luck off his hat." Because uh, it I didn't work. Like I've worn my shirt before in, during a Georgia game, but anyway, it was it was not it was not my normal Georgia attire. I, I think I mentioned this before, but I've gone back to the original 2021 polo for game days. So, mm, okay. See, I'm 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 still on the Hunter idea where I mix it up like crazy so that I don't have to try to remember to wear the same thing every time. So I I. I <laughs> I don't worry about that so much anymore, but, um, but I'm definitely never wearing that head again. I'll say that. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I didn't want to admit this. So the last time I wore that hat for a football game was the 2021 SEC championship game. Nice. So it was the last, the last one we lost. So, uh, and so then when, when we went down seven, I was like, <laughs> threw the hat down, put it away, changed hats <laughs> and uh, made all the difference, obviously. That's funny. Look, man, everything was off. Uh, weren't good in coach trills over unders either. Uh, so you know, it was just it was just an off day altogether. What did I went? I went two and six. You went three and five. Uh, so I maintained my lead. Um, Brutal. So shout out to Coach Trill Bill. But we slammed the over on the construction workers uh, spotted on TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that played out like we thought it would. What else you got? Oh, I mean, other than the, uh, yeah, I mean, that the construction stuff was just absolutely like crazy. But um, let's see, what else? Let's see, we talked about special teams. We talked about offense, defense. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, 
we won. We had basically a hundred percent win expectancy for the majority of the game. Um, yeah, you could you could you could maybe poke a stick at some of the you know we should have we shouldn't have given up as many points. We should have had more points instead of kicking field goals. Blah blah blah. Like I said, you know you can you can complain about the offense, the defense, the special teams, Bobo, whatever. Like at, at the end of the day, you're arguing with a wall at this point because. It's just, it's just this team is is winning, and frankly, that's all they have to do. They yeah. are now ranked third in the nation uh, for the longest winning, longest AP number one streak or something like that, right, Jim? Like eighteen weeks or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's uh, what this team has done and the way they've been able to keep it going is uh, is pretty crazy. I believe that. Yeah, John John had messaged us or tweeted out something that was like there's two other dynasties, quote unquote, that had uh, longer winning streaks. I think the was it tw- 2003, 2004 or something like that. Um USC teams. Um I can't remember when exactly it was. Um but anyway, those 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 Matt Leinart uh Oh yeah, yeah. Pete yeah. Carroll teams, I feel like are the, are the USC teams that that uh that they were in the AP number one for the, for the longest period of time. And then the, after that is the, the Miami teams um, they're at number two. And if we win, if we keep, if we continue winning, you know, over the next couple of weeks, like we're going to overtake them. And th- these guys are going to be number two in the history of number one, <laughs> number one rankings. Yeah. I, I found it. You so say you're right. Yeah. So we're tied at third all time for 18 straight, um, 18 straight AP polls, uh, number one, Miami was at 21 straight, so we can catch them in three, three more weeks. And yeah, US, mm-hmm. USC was a 33, 33 mm-hmm. straight eight peoples. Uh, that's crazy. One. Yeah, that is nuts. That, that is, is nuts. crazy. So, and, and you've got all the, all the winning streaks, the <clears throat> most consecutive. I think Kirby Smart has the, 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 the best, like the highest consecutive, like road wins. As yeah, well. that's that. I think that was 13, 13 straight SEC road, get, road wins. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's the the stats continue to pile up with stuff like that. So yeah, they're gonna we're gonna keep the ESPN stats and info people busy on finding, stuff, back, finding that kind of stuff. We need to go back and look at some of those results that those two teams above us, the Miami teams and the USC teams, and see if they ever had any clunkers in that in that stretch, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they yeah. did. Every team usually does. So it's it's hard to go undefeated. It's hard to go undefeated in college football and to do, to do it to that level is, is crazy. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed, man. All right. Well, uh, uh, before we break, do just, uh, want to remind, uh, folks to go check it, go hit the website, go hit up the website, uh, my God, podcast.com. We've redesigned it with working web media. Uh, so you can go check our site out, see the work that we did with them. Uh, we got a bunch of merch up there. got some new hats. Uh, I know we got some new hat uh, orders recently, by the way. So thanks. Thanks to the folks that are ordering that stuff. Uh, much appreciated. Um, but if you like what you see, you know, and you need some help with your website, maybe you've got a small business, maybe you need some help with your online presence, uh, head over to workingwebmedia.com slash dogs, and then they'll know that we sent you their way. All right. Um, actually I'll say JP, I think I, I, I need to, to wrap up because the family is getting home from the, uh, the award ceremony they were at. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. So Ella, Ella, I think I had mentioned, you know, she was up for uh newcomer of the year 
Metro Lina uh, Theater Association. She did not win, uh, but that's okay. It was, it was an honor to get to go. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, so they, they've been out at that tonight. As a, as a youth, as a youth and an adult, an adult adult competition, I I say hats off. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty proud. It was pretty cool. So very cool, very cool. Well, well we we'll got some fun stuff coming up. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Which I guess the cat's out of the bag on the next one already because we tweeted out questions. So next episode we'll have uh, our buddy Chris, British bulldog, British bulldog, uh, get to catch up with him now that he's back uh, back home. So it'll be fun. We get to have a soccer podcast. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to temper that. Like, hold on guys. Hold on. <laughs> you to do your own podcast. In his defense, neither one of us will probably want to talk about this season. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> awesome. All the struggles of man United. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I guess I'm just going to end with what Kirby said again, no need to apologize for winning on the road in the sec. Uh, the winning streak continues. Uh, these are the good old days. These are the good old days. Enjoy them, and and CBS games as well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're even all... if it, even if it is with crappy announcers <laughs> <laughs> and in and bad camera angles, but again, probably not their fault. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll be back tomorrow. You and I recording tomorrow. So, sure. if you have any questions, get them in. And until then, go dogs. Go dogs. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.